Welcome to episode 14 of Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. I'm your host, Kofi Outlaw, and today I'm here with my co-host, Matt Mueller. Yay, yay! And we've pulled up, uh, I guess we could call him a kind of a not-so-midnight as all-day cowboy type that we've pulled off the road, dusted him off. He's been gone a while, but ladies and gentlemen, he is back. Brandon Davis, how we joining doing? us in the studio? Taking a little, little hair's tan. a little longer, a little skin's a little tanner. Yeah, yeah. Oh. Muscles a little more swole. We don't, we don't know about that last part. I don't part. think that's true. They <laughs> fell apart in the past week. Woof. <laughs> but, but thank you for noticing. Yeah, man, it's good to have you back, BD. We've been cycling through people <laughs> to replace you. It's been like when Kenny died on South Park that one time, and they had to find a replacement. But uh, wait, that one time. No, there's a one time he actually stayed dead and oh, had to okay. cycle in. It's like with gotcha. Butters. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a oh, man, I love Butters. I guess I need a new man. I need a co-host with more TV knowledge. Hey, you're young. Oh. Like, but we're getting off track. We're getting off track. Today we have some good things to talk about because we have a new Avengers Endgame trailer that just dropped this morning. Oh, pew, 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 pew. Yeah, I mean, the world wasn't ready for it or what's left of the world after the snap wasn't ready for it. But it's here and there is a lot to talk about. So we're going to get to that for our deep dive today. We're also going to be talking about the first reactions to DC Shazam, which uh, BD has been out, and he's been out to Warner Brothers, and you saw Shazam already, and uh, so we have an inside man for that, a ringer, to talk about these first Shazam reactions and what you guys should expect from that next DCEU film. And we are going to be answering some questions you guys have for the Avengers Endgame trailer. You guys sent it in, so we will be kind of incorporating those in our discussion. We're also going to talk about Game of Thrones a little bit because there's some odds that have come out. Some good, if you're a betting person or just a person who's a fan of Game of Thrones. We now have odds on who will win and who might die. And we're going to... not me. Yeah, we're going to run through this (laughs) real quick. At least me and BD are. Yeah. All right, so let's get started. Let's start with uh, let's start over in the DCEU and let's talk about Shazam. First reactions: There was a Shazam press screening event, I guess. Uh, BD, that's what it was called. Yeah, it was like they. I mean, it was press and uh, it was very early. I mean, it was there was no interviews or usually the, you know. The yeah, screen yeah. So it was, this junket. wasn't a junket. This was, this just, was a, just they f- they finished the, movie the water they screening to see how people would react. And there was about, I'd say, 20 of us who saw yeah. it. It's kind of like when we, I went out for like Wonder Woman. And yeah, did and they did this with thing. Aquaman yeah. as well. Yeah, so, um, so they've kind of gotten down this practice of just testing it within kind of like the fan site circles and press circles to see what the general consensus is. And then they make their kind of release plans and marketing yeah. plans from there. And uh, suffice to say, Warner Brothers and DC Films are sitting pretty on this one because the uh, reactions have been overwhelmingly positive. With people, I think yourself included, BD, I'll let you take over and kind of get into this, but calling it the best DCEU movie you've seen so far? <clears throat> yeah, I mean, it's not even close. It's, wow. It's, I, for me, it's this is, um, listen, I don't want to get carried away, but I loved the movie, and to me, this might be the first like perfect movie in the DCEU. Wow. I thought it was great, start to finish. I haven't had this much fun watching any movie, I think, since I watched the first Guardians of the Galaxy, and even in that movie... I don't like the dance-off scene, so there's something about it that I can pick at. With Shazam, there was nothing I didn't like. I, I mean, it had so much heart. It was hilarious. I mean, it was so funny. It was so funny. And then it goes from being funny to the next scene. It's terrifying. Like, it's actually scary, which was so refreshing. They pushed borders. I mean, it's a PG-13 movie, but they definitely pushed some boundaries, which was nice to see. And they, they, they didn't steer clear of, of anything that a lot of the Marvel stuff tends to steer clear of. Marvel seems to be getting a little bit edgier, but still, they, they tend to keep it kind of clean. Shazam, I mean, if you're a 15-year-old boy 
who gets to be this good-looking, jacked adult, what are some of the first things you would do? I don't know. Tell us from your personal experience. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, I am a, I secretly am still a 15-year-old boy. Well done. Uh, I sorry, do all the said... things a 15-year-old boy would do in a good, amazing, God-looking 27-year-old's body. All right, you said it, not me. I just had to take it too far. Uh, but no, no, there's like a serious, like there, there's some really funny montages about those type of things. Freddie Freeman, Jack Dylan Glazer, who plays Freddie Freeman, gives the movie so much heart. He's so good. Um, Asher wow, Angel as Billy Batson. Between this and it, that kid's just a star I now. No, he's going to be so famous. My gosh, what am I doing? He's like 15. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, they, every cast member is great. And there's so many surprises. Like, especially, it's a movie, obviously, about these orphans. And, you know, you typically, when you go in and you see a superhero movie about an orphan and you are going to learn how he gets orphaned. This one flips the expectations on its head when you, and it adds just a level of heart and, and tragedy and different things that other superheroes don't have. And it just makes – I love the movie. I, I'm gushing over it because I loved it. So Asher, Angel, and Zachary Levi combined for a good Billy Batson Shazam performance? Zach, Zachary Levi is tremendous. I mean, the fir- I'll say the first 20 minutes, maybe a little bit slow. Maybe a little bit slow. And I was kind of like, uh, I hope the movie picks up. I enjoyed them, but I saw they had to establish things. About 20 minutes in, I'd say maybe a little bit more, Zachary Levi comes into the movie, Shazam comes into the movie, and from then on, it is just a, a, the best f- fun you're going to have. Uh, possibly the best, most fun you're going to have in the movies this year. So I have a thing of, because one of the biggest question marks has been the villain. Like sure. That's been mo- the, one of the most mysterious parts in the trailer. Does yeah. that, because DC has had a, you know, mixed thing as far as their villains and stuff like that. Does this deliver? Like, are you happy with Savannah? Yeah, he's he's scary at times. Okay. He's very scary at times. Uh, he is. Uh, he's just a. He's a hu- great contrast to the amount of fun that Zachary Levi's Shazam is, okay. and he's a very serious, dark, uh, uh, role opposite the fun light role that a fifteen year old boy in a superhero body is. Okay. So it's it's. He's good. I don't want to get. It's, I feel like anything yeah. I say is going to spoil it. No, something. that's cool. It's good, and I mean, even fans of Shazam's history, his you know the the Black Adam stuff, stuff like that. Like you're going to see at least teases. I'll say that you'll see kind of references to a larger Shazam world, not necessarily a larger DC world, even though Freddie is a huge fan of these. Yeah, heroes. we've seen like but Shazam's like- world. It seems like DC is building little mini universes within their universe, because we saw it with Aquaman, we're seeing it with Wonder Woman, and Shazam is the next one to do it, it seems like. Which I cool had with. two questions, yeah. Uh, does this movie leave you excited to see The Rock in a Black Adam movie? I can't wait. I can't wait to see The Rock as Black Adam playing opposite Zachary Levi's Shazam, because I mean, it's The Rock. He's going to play this big, tough, take-no-crap kind of villain, which is similar to Savannah, but he'll probably be more intimidating. Yeah. And Zachary Levi is still going to be a kid who has grown up a bit the next time we see him and has learned about his powers. This is obviously the origin story, and he's going to face a more formidable foe in Black Adam eventually, hopefully the next movie. I'm ready for it now, but I also don't want them to rush into it. I wouldn't mind seeing Black Adam's story thoroughly fleshed out in its own movie, as seems to be the plan, but who knows? We'll see what happens with that. Okay. But I, I can't wait to see that. I, I, I this, the, I, I hope a sequel, that what I love so much about this movie is how new everything feels, both to the audience and to the characters. So it's, I, w- I actually was talking about this at the reception of the movie, uh, of the after party. Zach Levi asked, what did you like about it? 
And I said I loved how it felt so new to both the audience and the, ca- and the characters. And in the second movie, it's not going to feel new to the characters anymore. No. So you have to find something to either build on that or a way to, uh, something to replace that with. And that, that's my biggest fear with the sequel is that we'll get away from that. I hope we don't stray from it. But they did such a good job just top to bottom. David F. Sandberg, director, knocked it out of the park. Yeah, I mean, he's kind of just killing it right now. I mean, he killed it on horror. Just he's conjuring, guys. His own stuff, his right? short. Yeah. yeah. Well, he did a short <coughs> Lights Out, which became, mm-hmm. became, we got to make into a feature, which was a pretty successful horror movie. Then he got the Annabelle sequel in an established franchise, which he killed and, you know, really made a lot of money and scared the hell out of a lot of people. And now this. So it's good to hear those elements are mixing in that he's as funny as he is able to kind of scare us. And I'm kind of excited for that. Last question about this. Okay. Do you think this movie will take Captain Marvel at the box office? No, no. Okay. It's a better movie. <laughs> he a, asked it, and then he just looked directly at me. <laughs> it's Well, Matt, as everybody who listens to this and, and has ever known anything about Matt, is the, probably one of the world's biggest Captain Marvel fans. There's, I don't think there's a chance. I just think Captain Marvel... I, I Look, I'm going to put a prediction out. I think Captain Marvel will see a steep drop week-to-week box office, but uh, I, I just don't think Captain Marvel... I don't think Shazam can compete with that opening weekend. I, I, I'm still explaining to some of my friends that it's not Kazam. so all right fair enough all right so you can read our full breakdown of reactions including bd's reactions on the site under our dc section uh we're gonna keep it moving full review is march 23rd all right you heard that full review will be on march 23rd bd will have it for you in written form in video form keep a look out for that we're gonna move on to the uh land of westeros (laughs) to talk a little game of thrones so we're going to go through this just real quick because I thought this was interesting. I did this little article about a kind of a site called BetVictor who helps with like gambling odds and stuff. Okay. Put out two lists uh, for Game of Thrones upcoming final season. One is the odds of the people who will win and take the Iron Throne mm-hmm. at the end. And the other is the list of people most likely to die. I wanted to run through these lists pretty quickly uh, just to talk with you, BD, how you feel about this. Um, because I know you're a big Game of Thrones guy, so am I. Let's start for the people who will take the Iron Throne. And there's in the full breakdown, you can get it through uh, the article on the site, but there's a whole list of these things. Before you go through this, can I make my prediction on who? Sure, yeah. I think Arya Stark is going to get the throne. Okay, that's your, that's your pick? Yeah, what are her odds? Okay, we'll oh, go through boy. that in one second. Oh, Matt, who do you think? I'm just kidding. You know nothing about this. <laughs> I, I picked he doesn't Bum- even know that that was a Game of you're Thrones just, reference. You're just eye candy for this. I little- picked Bumblebee. <laughs> out of here alright so you know Brandon, nothing Arya Stark I will tell you right up front lands at number 9 of the top 10 most likely Ooh. people to get thrown with a 7% uh, uh, implied probability which means based on what we know so far from the show and everything else these are implied probabilities so if I contact someone on HBO can I still bet on this yeah why like, not can I this is interesting can I, make, mad as can I bet on the walking dead yeah, Sorry, I don't know either. Yeah, he is. Nobody yeah. can believe him. All right, so top ten for who will get the Iron Throne. Number one is is a Stark, but it is Bran Stark with fifty percent implied probability, meaning that based on this, there's an, from everything we've seen in the series, there's a fifty percent implied probability that Bran's going to end up being the new king, which would be interesting. I think that he'd be kind of the reincarnation of Bran the Builder. It would be kind of a new peaceful era. That's kind of a happy ending for Westeros, right? If Bran gets the throne. Next is uh, the next two, two and three are the top two you would probably pick, and most people have picked, which is uh, in order: Jon Snow and Daenerys, who both have a twenty percent implied probability rate. Yeah. The next two, three, uh, four, and five are interesting to me because 
this is a darker kind of thing, and it's pretty high up for four and five out of ten, which are uh, respectively the Night King, the Night King with nine percent, and the Children of the Forest with nine percent. Here's the thing, but neither of them can end up on the throne. But that's the thing. There won't like, be a throne. That's exactly it. Like this, this basically says that the series is implying that everybody gets wiped out, the whole of humanity yeah. gets wiped out, or has to flee Westeros or something like across the narrow sea, and Westeros goes back to the original natives. What if it's like be, the village and they're secretly just there's a, a civilization nearby. I mean, yeah, it's just like... <laughs> they just all leave. And, yeah, I mean, yeah, that just implies that, that, like, the humans don't survive on Westeros and get run off, and the original kind of supernatural creatures or the creatures they created take it back over, which is an interesting kind of indigenous... I mean, with Game of Thrones, there. you can't rule that out. No, you can't. It could be that depressing. Everybody dies. <laughs> That's the thing, is that people ask me on Twitter, who's your favorite character? And I'm like, I don't want to tell you because George R.R. R. Martin will kill them. Exactly. Um, the next two after that, six and seven, are the two Lannister kids, Tyrion and Cersei. Uh, and then after that, eight and nine, are Sansa and Arya. And finally, at number ten, our dark horse pick, as always, Gendry. Gendry. Yeah. No, I don't think it could be him. Why isn't no, Jamie Lannister? No, he just has a six percent because because he's just a red herring. That's why. Why can't Jamie? Why can't Jamie Lannister be on that list? Uh, doesn't really have a claim. I guess. He ended up on this other list. All right, so let's do top ten most likely to die real quick uh, and move no, on. Don't tell me Jamie's likely to die. Just uh, what's uh, what's your pick for most likely to die? Yeah, Danny. No, but she is fairly high. She's at number eight. We'll go most likely you know, to die. Who's most likely one? to die. This one, I'll admit, is a little annoying because it's mostly like gotcha, nothing characters used. To just oh, to okay. Death. All right, first okay. one with 98%, meaning he seems like he's going to die Corbin. for sure. Nah, Euron Greyjoy is going to get implied to be... Oh, killed. yeah, he's toast. He's yeah. definitely not. Exactly. I mean, yeah, that, you can just put that at 100. Cersei yeah, and Jamie are... <laughs> shut, Cersei, up. <laughs> shut up. Cersei and Jamie are number two and three, <laughs> respectively. Uh, they're most likely to die. Really? Cersei ahead of Jamie? Cersei, I mean, because Cersei will die, and Jamie would most will likely... Will she? Uh, I mean, if there's any kind of normal storytelling arc where villains die. There isn't one on this Then, show. yeah, because villains basically... survive. I mean, that would work out that she gets killed somehow, and Jamie, just because he's Jamie, decides to basically die with her. I hope I Jamie guess. kills her. Why, oh, what if I it's a Shakespearean... So <gasps> that'd be great. What if he, he kills, kills her and kills himself? That'd be like... I mean, that'd be the final redemption of Jamie Lannister. That'd be... I mean, he'd be the kinslayer, but still a hero. That's kind of his thing. My reaction, thing. my face from that is about to become a gif because I just like had a moment. I know. <laughs> oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> next, uh, the next two, four, and five are Jorah Mormont and Lord Varys. Uh, Lord Varys was a surprise to me. I thought he'd make it to the very end. Uh, He'll die. Six and seven are Mel- Melisandre, the Red Witch, and uh, Beric Dondarrion, which is kind of a flub because he's been dead like the whole time. He's just been <laughs> still walking around. I could see Melisandre surviving. She, uh... She's got some tricks up those. I can see her sacrificing herself oh, good. to save them at Winterfell because of the whole Stannis screw up. She would want some redemption. She's also tremendously selfish, though. Yeah. So I don't know. But she knows. I mean, she does. She does what the Lord of Light tells her, and in a battle against the dead and the cult. does she or does she just make it up? Well, we don't know. That's a discussion for another time. Next, uh, eight and nine. Ooh, these that. are hard ones. Daenerys and the Hound. Daenerys and the Hound would be... The Hound is more likely to die than the Mountain? Yep. I mean, the Mountain could just kill the Hound in the end. That could how could Glane Bowl could end. I mean, he remember, this is the dude who put his thumbs through... Uh, <laughs> what's his name's eyes? Pedro Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal's Oberin character. Oberyn Martell. Oberyn Martell. Yeah, that guy. May he rest in pieces. Oberyn. Ugh. 
Yo, that yo, you're not prepared for that. <laughs> I love people who haven't seen the show. Oh. You are not prepared for seeing Pretty Sure. Uh, yeah. So, Matt, are you going to catch hard. up on this uh, before this season comes out? No. Last, <laughs> and last, it'll be the end. Like I'll watch. And number ten, last, and very, very much least is Theon. Least likely to die of the top ten is Theon. Yep. I disagree. I think Theon's. Toast. Oh, I think Theon, Theon should be toast. Be, like, he's yeah. more dead than Cersei. Yeah, there are some redemption deaths. I, think I would people, bet Theon dies before Cersei. I think Jamie, Melisandre, Theon are three redemption deaths. So who do you think will be like the like three sure thing characters who will be alive going into the final episode? I think Arya will be alive. I think Bran will be alive. I think all the Starks are going to be alive. I don't think Sansa will be alive. You don't think so? I don't think Sansa will be alive going into like the end of the last episode. I think after all they did to Sansa and like... I think she's got to come out in some kind of powerful place. If if everybody's still alive, she'll be a more powerful person. Uh, kind of. Like. So who do you think is the first to die? Then I think Tormund is going to be one of the first to die. I, I think they're going to do like a Negan with the Night's King, like because you know you saw how the season ended with the wall going down, and Tormund is the one character there who we all really care about most, who's still there. If you kill him right away, we're gonna, you're going to show us that the Night King doesn't care. He didn't come to play. I think it'll be. I think Euron will get killed because he thinks he's doing this whole voyage thing to kind of win Cersei over, and I think he'll get killed in the process. And that whole Iron Fleet thing will get wiped off the board really I quick. I see that too. Um, I think Melisandre. I think the Battle of Winterfell. She'll do something fiery to kind of save everybody, and that's how they'll get out of that. That's just a prediction. I don't know any of this. Sure. And that she'll be a sacrifice early on. And I think quickly you're going to start shedding. Just like the second tier characters. It's going to be like the last season of Lost. Yeah. Where it's just tying up loose ends and characters are dying, 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 exactly. dying. And then it's you have to like, just to get to that yeah. end game. But um, all right. So those are the top tens for who is going to win Game of Thrones is who's going to die. You can check out the full list and betting odds on the site and let us know what you think and who you want to see die or not and who you want to see on the throne at the hashtag comic book nation. All right. That's all. Stay tuned because when we come back, we are going to be breaking down that new Avengers Endgame trailer, including answering some of your questions about it. Knowing how to speak and understand a new language can be an invaluable tool when traveling, meeting new friends, or just even to master a new skill. But it's not always simple when you're bogged down by textbooks and structure classes. That's why so many people trust Rosetta Stone. Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program available on desktop or as an app. It truly immerses you in the language you want to learn, like Spanish, French, Italian, Chinese, and more. You won't just be studying English translations. The Rosetta Stone intuitive process helps you pick up a language naturally, first with words, then phrases, then sentences. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com rs10. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com rs10 today. All right, so... We woke up today, I walked in the office, you know, my kids are sick and stuff, so I was busy all morning, but uh, I walked in and everybody was like, you don't know. And I was <laughs> like, no, I don't know. And there was a new Avengers Endgame trailer. I mean, Marvel's just kind of trolling us at this point, like, for all the waiting and the betting and stuff. They're just like, eh, you, what are you doing today? I don't know. Kind of bored. <laughs> go ahead, drop that trailer. This is a really good way to get us to go see Captain Marvel if you exactly. haven't, though. Put I mean, her at the end of the trailer. Really, that's a pretty yeah. intelligent move. Exactly. They know what they're doing. Yep. 
So second week, they're trying to get those second week numbers. The one morning I sleep in, my flight landed at 4.30 in the morning. I slept in a little bit as a result. I wake up and my phone is like, trailer, 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 trailer. (sighs) Yeah, and that's the way it goes around here. So let's talk about this new trailer. Basically, this new trailer uh, shows us uh, kind of each main solo franchise Avenger, remembering where they started and how far they've come to this place after Infinity War where we find them in a kind of the desolation after the decimation. And they're all in the trailer structure to say that they're going to be fighting this battle. And it kind of introduced this new hashtag saying whatever it takes um, that I'm sure we're going to see again in the marketing. Uh, And basically we see them in this intense battle against this threat that is never shown. Um, But we did some digging here and shout out to like Adam and Charlie on the comic book staff because they were deep in their tinfoil hats when I walked in here <laughs> at 9 yep. a.m. and they were spot on. Uh, what we kind of found out is in a shot that shows Ant Man standing in Avengers base looking at something ominously. If you look in the background of the shot, there's this ra- rising kind of what looks like an explosive ball of flame that later connects to a scene of him shrinking down in that same office and having to escape this explosion. We see Hawkeye in the basement trying to outrun an explosion. And what we kind of figured out is all of this is taking place at Avengers HQ. And yeah, they really frame it as if Hawkeye and, and Black Widow are on that ship. Yeah. But I don't think they are. No. They're somewhere like, there's somewhere else. There's a lot of HQ. misdirection, yeah. A lot of misdirection. And this is basically... I think this is, personally, I think this is all happening at the end of the first act. I'm going to say around, like, 40 to 45 minutes in. We're going to have the scene after what happened after the snap and the time jump from when it just happens with kind of Natasha and Steve and Carol arriving and all that to later on when they're all at the yep. base and kind of making trying to adjust and let it go and making the decision they're not going to let it go. And here's where it gets crazy. So the new trailer has all this kind of footage of them – Messed up and said the right Yes! Quoted <laughs> to them kind of yes! fighting on top of all this rubble. Oh. And that rubble actually seems to be Avengers HQ now reduced to just rubble. rubble. And we kind of got a hint of this from a Lego toy set that was Thanos attacking Avengers HQ. And this all connects back to the Super Bowl trailer where we see them walking outside of their HQ and kind of seeing something in the sky. And we were all wondering, is this like Tony? Is this something... But this may be an attack because later on in that same Super Bowl spot is them all in the offices, all kind of quickly like suiting up and throwing all this stuff on. And I think that sequence happens. They go outside. They notice something's coming. They go outside. They see this attack coming. They run inside. They put on their suits. Ant-Man and they're all waiting for like, where is this attack coming from? Ant-Man's in the office. They're all kind of waiting intense, like be on alert. Like, where is it going to come from? But it's Thanos and, you know, possibly the Outriders. And he still has. Do you think Thanos is coming to Earth early in the movie? Oh, yeah. And I think he still has Infinity Stones. And you have a Power Stone to blow stuff up. You have a Space Stone to kind of just warp yourself in, even if you can't use them all together. Just finishing the job. Yeah, exactly. Well, this is what leads up. And this leads to kind of the Disney shareholder footage that we talked about last week when we were here. And we said, basically, uh, Jim broke it down for us. And it is kind of a setup where they're in their base talking about where Thanos is. It's all the characters who we see in Avengers HQ. And they all get apart. And some of them break off and get aboard the Benatar. Basically, everybody gets on Rocket, War Machine, Cap, Widow, Hawkeye, Nebula. I think that's everybody I'm counting um, for sure, like, that Mm -hmm. we know of. 
that are on the Benatar and they're having that whole funny exchange about rockets saying who's been to space, don't puke on my ship, and all of that. I think that takes place at Avengers HQ. They're planning to go get Thanos. And Captain Marvel's going to help them do this. Who's not on board is Iron Man, Hulk, and Ant-Man, who may be science broing some quantum realm thing. And I think as they think they're going to go get Thanos, Thanos is like, nah, baby boy, you know, you know, I don't get got. I go get. There's and then bring the fight to you. Yeah. And he comes and just and it Tony becomes, Stark. yeah. And all of a sudden it's just like, all right, let's lift off and go get. No, surprise. And this is a Russo <clears throat> Brothers thing, yeah. like a twist. Yeah. Like, yeah. As soon as they think they're going to go get him, here he comes right to them. Now, Interesting. the question I have in all of that is, why is Thanos, would Thanos be attacking them now? I don't know. Like what? There's some big piece missing, and this could be the new threat we've heard tease. But, like, why would he be attacking them now, which was the question I'm kind of left with after this trailer. But all in all, it was a good trailer. I mean, I keep, like I so said. So does it, so, okay, so I have a question there. Does it, because we've heard of this other threat a lot. Yeah. Does it have to be Thanos who, who attacks them? It can't no. be this other threat No, that it could be them? this other threat, for sure. Because, like, really, yeah. the last time we saw him... He was in the garden chilling, just did my stuff. He was smiling on a grateful Like, universe. he's happy. Yeah. Like, he's done what he set out to do. Yeah. I don't, unless they could threaten him in some way, which at this point, there's no way they could, right, really threaten him. They can't even get to where he is. So, so where were, you think Nebula was, for that, that clip of Nebula fighting and what looked like a pile of scraps was on Avengers is HQ? what used to be Avengers HQ, yeah. I think Cap... Because if you look so at the So they're already again, beaten down. You think in the beginning of the movie, they're going to get beaten down even worse. Yeah. Which I I, agree, I like that idea. I just don't think it's going to be by Thanos. Thanos. Yeah, I think it's going to be somebody else. I'm for just some going, reason. I'm just connecting the dots between the yeah. Lego set, and you can't ever go by Lego sets. Yeah, well, actually, because oftentimes always, you can. Yeah, yeah, but, but like Infinity War was so wrong in that. Because yeah, like, there were so sets, many there were little so many sets. sets. They had a Wakanda battle that didn't none of that happened. Yeah. yeah, so you got to be careful. It's but really, yeah. I mean, there definitely is an attack, and this is definitely I'm almost certain Avengers HQ we're seeing. I like the theory wiped out there's just nobody left to fight them other than thanos i don't but i don't know why he then maybe goes, someone maybe well, Scott there, Lang is, actually there is somebody actually out of the there realm. is actually because there is something that rocket says in the disney shareholder footage which was he's by he's kind of alluding to the snap having affected the entire universe and the other parts of the universe still kind of like freaking out about this so people that, blaming the avengers maybe? yeah to not stopping it, right? Exactly. So it could be something else. I just don't think it could be someone new. But no, it can't, I don't think it could be something new. I just don't think new. you can introduce a new villain but, and have them show up and start a fight at Avengers HQ and then also bring on the fight of Thanos. I think somebody from the MCU who we've already met is going to show up. Yeah, if it's and there not are possibilities, Thanos. especially after Captain Marvel. There's like the Supreme Intelligence. There's the you know oh, Ronan. Ronan is dead. Karath yeah. is Karath the Pursuer is dead. So there's yeah. no way that at that point uh, what that's about, Nebula, like who's somehow what about um become the enemy? I don't know. As in the books, Aisha. Oh yeah, I forgot about her. I mean, yeah, I mean, those she are lost a bunch of people, but she's got. I mean, I just think she's pissed at the Guardians of the Galaxy. I'm kind of wondering if only one left, but she's probably still like. Out. I'm still wondering about all the time implications and all of this stuff, and if we're going to get into some crazy Back to the Future causality, where Thanos is attacking them now, 
to stop because something he, they're going to change yeah. later on. That's and we get into this whole I mean, that's what thing. I thought while you were saying that. If it is Thanos, it seems like he's coming now because he knows they're going to come later. Yes. So... Which is highly preemptively attacking, which arguably is possible with the Infinity Stones. Yes, and that's honestly if they introduce time travel in this film, which we expect them to, they also have to ban time travel from the MCU in this film. Yeah, they have to. Yeah, they have because you can't just have time travel in every. Like I, I, I think we will see movies that explore time travel, like in a Captain Marvel sequel. Like we've all read the comics, time travel is one of her cool elements of her stories. Which this movie did a version of that. Like, instead mm -hmm. of time traveling, she just, I guess, dement did she dimension travel? Uh, her memory put her somewhere else, I guess. But time travel could be a factor, but it ha they, ha like, they have to have the rules in place. Yeah, I mean, can't use it. After this, I think the MacGuffins are gone. Like, the Infinity Stone MacGuffins get broken up. And no I, more until Cable yeah. is introduced into the Yeah, MCU. and I think they Then bring it back. <laughs> so, but keep it in its own pocket. So you, have, you can't have, have it affect... I agree, though. Too much time travel is a killer. Thing. Yeah, but I think, the, yeah. I, I think it's cool, though. A lot of the things you just described feel, to me, like the first Avengers movie over again, just bigger. It seems like they're really taking what worked about the first Avengers movie, and they're going to make it happen in this. So, I, I mean, I think that in the first Avengers movie, you had Loki show up on Earth. He decimates the Pegasus Avengers facility, mm -hmm. and they're all kind of lost, and Hawkeye becomes a bad guy, and Dr. Eric Selvig becomes a bad guy, and, you know, S.H.I.E.L.D. is at it, like, has no, can't help them, and the Avengers are forced to come together, and I think we're going to see that. If the Avengers HQ is destroyed, it's very similar, mm -hmm. and the remaining people there are going to have to come together, and Black Widow is going out to find cool. Hawkeye, yeah. just like Black Widow went out to find Bruce Banner, yeah. and... You're going to have this big fight at the end where somebody's going to have to sacrifice themselves, just like Tony did in the first Avengers. Granted, in that one, he, he survived. Yeah. I don't think we're going to... I think we're going to see an Armageddon. I think Tony is going to be like, you know what? I'll do it. And he's going to go try to do this sacrifice. Captain America is going to Bruce Willis him. I think they might have to do it. I mean, based on the implications of the saga, like they'll have to finish it together. Because that's like, you know, it's their whole speech. Them. I don't think yeah. we lose both. What do we do? What, I mean, that's their whole speech. Like, what do we do if we, you know, fight, you know, we fight together? But here's the thing. Lose, Captain America too. would be at peace if he died saving everything. Tony will be leaving behind a family. That's true. And Tony's entire through line, especially since the Russo brothers have worked with him, has been about wanting a family. Yeah, I mean, if you I'm, think about it, with Civil I mean, War. To be fair, I've always thought he'll end up just being kind of the new Nick Fury in a way. I think so too, because yeah, yeah. That, that keeps Robert Downey Jr. around. He sells tickets. But also, it doesn't kill a fan favorite character. I, I just, if you look at Civil War and you look at Infinity War, those are the two movies that the Russo brothers had their hands on Tony Stark, and both of his stories in those are about family. I They're don't hate that because I think you're right in a lot of respects. I just hope that's not the case because I would rather lose Tony Stark. No, if Captain I lose, America. Either nope. way, I just it's gonna hurt. <laughs> it's gonna, like I've been. I'm so Ugh. excited for this movie, but I remember how I felt when the snap happened. Yeah. And you know, as soon as the movie ended and I had time to think about it, I was like, you know what? They're gonna bring them back. But in seeing that happen, I was just gut punched. Like it felt so mm -hmm. hollow. I felt so hurt. And I like this time I'm gonna walk out of the theater and I'm gonna know that they're dead. Yeah. Whoever dies at the end of this movie to bring them back or to stop Thanos or whatever die. happens, yeah. whether it's Captain America, whether it's Tony, whether it's Thor, 
whether it's Pepper Potts, I don't know. It's going to hurt, man. All I'm right. Ready. Well, we got some questions that we asked you guys, the listeners at Comic Book Nation, to send in about this Avengers Endgame trailer. So we're going to read a few and try to respond and give you guys some answers. Uh, the first one I'm going to take from John Heflin, who asked, is the movie set immediately after the snap? Uh, we don't know for sure, John, but what we've seen in trailers based on the uh, Black Widow hair theory... Yeah. Uh, there's two different shots. I mean, Scarlett Johansson has blonde hair that is longer in length and a short bob that we saw from Avengers Infinity War. Then it goes back to orange eventually. So there is, but the length part of it makes us think that there is, in Cap's, you know, beard or no beard. Yeah, it seems like it's going to start gonna, right there, especially yeah. with the Captain Marvel post credit scene. Yeah. yeah. It's going to start right after Infinity War, but then there will be a time jump. We At don't point, know yeah. how long it will be. Do you think the Captain Marvel post-credit scene is just flat out the first scene of the movie? I don't know if it's the first scene, but it's early. It's how, early. It's, how much do you like that? That that and then like it, I think the first scene could be that, and it could update you on Tony Stark and Nebula, and then you get the Marvel Studios logo. Because I do think the first scene will be them just you know just jumping in and dealing with what just happened because it literally ends with him going like cap saying oh god in infinity war and yeah. just beginning to get the sense of what happened yeah i don't think it'll start right in wakanda no i think but it'll start back with right us giving back. us yeah. almost like a shot in in a kind of a montage of the world itself because just showing a world where half the population is gone is a, is a novelty in and of itself mm-hmm. i can't wait time. to see how they how they show the i i actually i I've mentioned that to the roots. I mean, there's such. Like, I hope from New York, like just there's so many City Field and the Statue of Liberty and all that stuff mm-hmm. and all the boats. Well, City Field usually wouldn't have people in it anyway. <laughs> oh, We're gonna wow. move. <laughs> so, John, I think it starts immediately after Infinity War, but we will see a time jump. We don't know how long that jump will be. Go Yankees. Uh, Adam James asked, is Tony Stark really there with them in the end shot where the Avengers in their new kind of spacesuits are walking yeah. through the base, or is that another Thor's Eye trailer edit? I'm on the fence about this one. I think he's there. I think it's a weird looking shot that looks kind of artificial, like Tony, his movements and acting doesn't match necessarily the rest of them. And I feel like that could be a red herring. I think a major red herring. But the Nebula wouldn't be there either. Yeah. Maybe. You said Tony might sacrifice himself, and that could be true. And he might not make it back. I mean, there so, is the pot, so a twist. No, I think, really, I think so those suits, that's the end scene of the... Well, depending Ooh. on how okay, let me just preface this. No, by saying, those those are time travel suits right there. That's the Hank Pym Quantum Realm suit. I know. Yeah. But depending on how this thing plays out, if there is some kind of reset button, okay, then in this timeline, you can get a double whammy impact. You can have Tony sacrifice himself as a big twist early on in the film and die. At the end, Cap sacrifices himself, restores things, and Tony is back happy with a family. But Cap is gone. So then Tony's not uh, in most of the movie. Yeah. I don't think, though. I don't think so. It does. The only reason I say that's a possibility is because it does trace back the interesting to, theory. to one thing we heard in Infinity War, which was there would be a balance of screen time between the two movies, meaning we were kind of alluded to the fact that characters who got more screen time in Infinity War we, wouldn't yeah. necessarily be appearing that much in it. So Infinity who had the most time in Infinity War? Tony Stark, Doctor Strange? Tony Stark, Strange. Doctor Strange, the Titan crew, mm-hmm. and the Guardians are probably... And so, yeah. But they had, you know they had versions of the first movie where Captain America didn't come in until Wakanda. That's crazy. He yeah. was, I'm glad they didn't. Oh, me too. I would have... Because that moment, I remember watching that moment in the theater, and that moment got such And a also, that way you got the Thor entrance in Wakanda. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay, so... Incredible. 
Two more. I think we can get in here. Uh, Kate Bishop. There was a, there's a big scene about Hawkeye uh, yeah. showing a young girl. Has I thought this question came Carol. from a girl named Kate Bishop. Uh, it came was, from wait. Joe. Hold on. Wait, <laughs> from a, but it came from a nice young lady named Joe who asked, Kate Bishop, is she real or is it Kate Barton in there changing her backstory? How many kids does Clint have in, in Age of Two. Ultron? Because there's three people in the background. If you look at oh, that no, shot... He has three, and I think he's about to have a fourth, maybe? Yeah. Remember. So it's either two going on three or three going on four. When you look at that shot of that girl shooting the arrow, there's three people in the background. Not Hawkeye and not the girl with the arrow. Yeah. So, I mean, if he had a kid... I don't know how much time has passed. So he probably lost his wife. I mean, that's the... the growing I imagine right that scene is probably just going to result in all of them disappearing yeah, right there. Because that's oh. the... Because we... Uh, oh, he'll remember the happy moment. Wrote one earlier. That's probably that, a flashback. Yeah, because yeah. that's what leads to him going out in the uh, streets and being Ronin. Ronin. Yeah, I think he'll be Ronin and he'll be explaining to Natasha, you know, I got my hair cut because I went to Grey Clips because my family disappeared. And... You guys are so smart. But maybe also, maybe he didn't get a haircut. Maybe his hair, just half of it was snapped Dodged away. Dodged a sword too late. With Marvel, though, they tend to, they're okay with changing characters' names as far as like yeah. kids, like we saw with Maria and Monica, right? I think it's Kate. I, I mean, I think yeah, it's I think pretty so, yeah. safe to say it's Kate. Yeah, it's going to, or whatever the Marvel They might name universe. her something different. Yeah, whatever like the MCU equivalent. Yeah, but it's Kate Bishop. Okay. And uh, any news on when tickets go on sale? Did we, I forget about this whole thing. I don't know. Did they already? They'll probably be on sale very, like, there'll probably be one more trailer. And then with that trailer, they'll say tickets on sale now. Movie comes out April 26th. Yeah, they usually announce it. It'll probably be in the next, it'll probably be about two weeks from now, I guess. Yeah, I don't think they are right now. That's just a guess. One theater, one Cinemark accidentally put them on sale yesterday. And it was for only one, like, May 3rd screening, so it wasn't even opening day. No, there have been no official announcements yet, so we don't have it. And unfortunately, even with our powers of insight, we don't know quite yet when those tickets are coming. Only Marvel knows. So that's that. Uh, All right. Are people having fun uh, listening to our podcast? Do we have any reviews? Yeah, we're we're about to... We're (laughs) to jump the gun just off the road. Guy who just fresh off the road. I'm sorry. That was going to wrap it up for our Avengers. Well, I haven't been questions. here, so I wanted to ask. I know. You guys can always send us more questions, and we'll do more Q&As. But as BD fun, jumped actually. the gun, we, totally do that. we were also going to get in as we end the show Review by time. telling you that you can subscribe, or you can catch new episodes every Wednesday and Friday when they are posted on comicbook.com. We also include uh, a link to our RSS feed where you can subscribe. You can subscribe and listen on iTunes, Spotify, Stitcher Radio, and iHeartRadio. Yeah, and I just froze up there. And if you want to continue the conversation, you can always hit us up at the hashtag ComicBookNation on Twitter. And you can also go to any of these places and subscribe and leave us a kind review, and we appreciate it. And if you leave us a kind review, we will read some on the air periodically, and the people who wrote them will get awarded a comic book t-shirt so that's we've already given some out and we have some new ones to read oh (laughs) i almost selected the one we selected last time I was, uh, man, the White Mamba, you, yours, your review is just so good that I just always go back to it. But we already gave you a t-shirt. He did confirm that that was, they did confirm, right, that that was It was a basketball player. No, it was a basketball player, the other one. Uh, okay. There's a black mamba, it's Kobe Bryant, and then there's a white mamba, I forget which basketball player it is, but he is repping for the white ah, mamba. Fair enough. Fair wow. Enough. So, we're going to read one that says, A very intelligent comic book podcast by Hammy Time. 
I enjoy this podcast very much. It is well-developed and can be enjoyed by collectors as well as casual readers, i.e. kids. One suggestion is to take a minute or two each week and identify what you think the hot covers are for the upcoming week. Ooh, comic book. Ooh, pool. hey, nice. That's for you, Manny. Good picky. That's there cool. are so many variants and number ones. Which do you think have the greatest potential to appreciate or be collectible and Ooh, why? That's good recommendation. Keep up the great work. Hell yeah. White Mamba, good. White Mamba. Yeah. No, that wasn't White Mamba. Ah, man. That was Hammy Time. <laughs> Hammy Time. Hammy Time. Nah, Stop. No, no, no. And I'll read one more Hammy by time. Dr. Schuler. Just what I wanted. This is the podcast I have been waiting for. I like the enthusiasm for each topic that is presented and that it doesn't seem to get too cynical. I appreciate that the knowledge and background shared is not just someone reading a Wikipedia page. It actually comes from years of reading comics, watching shows, playing games, and experiencing. Thanks. You have a new regular listener. Uh, Man, that's Shuler. a great, that's, that's, suggy, suggy. That's a great yeah. review. Thank you, Dr. Schuler. Touch me, Schuler. Like, we nice. actually do experience these things and uh, work hard... Uh, I only use Wikipedia as a crib sheet now and again because if you've ever had to remember 40 years of Marvel Comics character yeah. history. There are a few things every now yeah, and then you need you're like, wait, you. hold on. What is that again? Yep, but, very much so. But uh, if you guys have any more reviews, please go to iTunes, to Spotify, to Stitcher, to iHeartRadio and leave them there. So we can see them, read them, and uh, show you guys some love because we do appreciate this. If you want to contact any of us individually, you can reach us on Twitter. You can find me at Kofi Outlaw. Uh, you can find me at Matt Mueller CB. You can find me at, at Brandon Davis BD. Or the hashtag Where in the World is BD? Where? It's true. Honestly, I'm going to start using that. <laughs> I'm going to start that with the Shazam I mean, you joke. should. You, you should, should yeah. make people guess. I've seen your Instagram. You sometimes make people guess where you're going. It's yeah, a fun it's, little it's polling. Fun. It's fun. It's a polling thing. But uh, oh, we're the best podcast ever. All right. Say goodbye to BD. We probably won't see him again for a couple months, but it's been great. I will be back. here all of next week. You're <laughs> what? welcome. What? Yes, the whole week. BD? <laughs> Soldier Boy there. Uh, Zoinks. Well, all I right. Thought, yeah, I thought you were going Scooby, not Soldier Boy. <laughs> We're starting to lose it. <laughs> this is Comic Book Nation, the official podcast of comicbook.com. Thanks for riding us today. See you next time. We're out. Deuces. Deuces.